Welcome to Canada Homeschools, the dose of inspiration and encouragement for Canadian homeschoolers. Canada Homeschools features interviews with homeschool group organizers, resource suppliers, and conversations with everyday homeschoolers just like you, all from a Canadian perspective. I'm your host, Rowan Atkinson. I'd like to thank you for joining me. Now let's get started. <laughs> In 400 meters. In 100 meters. Hi there. For those of you joining in, this is the second part of an interview with Louise House, founder and president of The Learning House, one of Canada's foremost educational resource suppliers for homeschoolers. If you want to hear more from Louise, check out our previous episode at canadahomeschools.com or on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or Stitcher Radio. Louise, I want to shift gears a little to talk about a topic that's dear to your heart, and that's homeschooling children with special needs such as intellectual or learning disabilities. First of all, can you share about your experience with this with some of your family members? Well, when our oldest was in school, he was having some difficulties in grade one learning to read. And like all parents, I was concerned and went to the school and had a chat with the teacher and went as far as to speak with the principal and found out that his teacher was the language arts expert for the, the county. Uh, the school was using something called whole language to teach reading. And interestingly enough, it was not working well for many of the boys in Josh's class. When I asked about it, I was told that sooner or later reading would just click and I had nothing to worry about. On the other hand, my mom, who was a reading specialist, said, no, there's something going on here. I think we need to look into this. And so that was the beginning of us starting down this road with learning disabilities. As it turned out, uh, Josh had mild issues, but our following two boys had very significant learning issues. And so this is a road that we walked for a really, really long time. One thing we decided very early on in this process was that we would have our children tested. And this was simply because we wanted to know as much as we could possibly know about what was going on for the boys. And a lot of times now when I'm talking to people, I meet huge resistance in the area of having children tested. Con people are concerned about having labels. Labels are only bad if they're misused if they're used as a weapon, but a label can really help us understand what's going on with our children. And as homeschoolers, we're the only one that needs to know the label. That information does not have to be shared with anybody at any time. And so we had the boys tested, we found out where our issues were, and I don't really have any regrets for starting there, and then we carried on with other programs that were um, helpful in, in remediating that. Thanks for sharing that. 
For many parents today, their children's learning challenges are what is motivating them to homeschool. And I think in a way from your story that you shared with us in our last episode, that's what got you into homeschooling in the first place. And then the other benefits you discovered along the way. It can be overwhelming. What do you say to the parent who wants to homeschool, but feels completely unqualified to teach their child? I think a lot of parents today are finding that they're between a rock and a hard place. School isn't working. They've never considered homeschooling. In fact, I talk to a great many people who call and say, I've got to homeschool my child, and they know absolutely nothing about homeschooling. And that is very, very overwhelming. What they do have is a heart for their children. And they also have a place in their heart that often is telling them that their children could be doing more. And so they they see this great potential. And I encourage parents not to run away from this if if it's been laid on their heart to do it. I encourage parents to read and read and read and learn everything they can. Maybe go to seminars to learn about whatever it is that they're working with with their children. But home can be just such an amazing place. And so I like to encourage people that, you know, in your house... It can be a safe place. Nobody needs to compare your child, and your child does not need to be compared to anyone else. They can develop and learn on their timetable, and that is absolutely exciting. I often have people tell me, well, I'm just going to bring my student home for a year, and I'm going to catch him up, and then I'm going to put him back in school. And that's not necessarily the best way to look at this. If you have a child that is three to four years behind academically, if you want to bring them home and fix that in one year, then you're just creating pressure and possibly setting both you and your child up for failure. So we really encourage people to look upon this as a long-term project and again, not to be afraid to look outside their home if there's some expertise that can really come alongside and help them. Thank you. One of the ways you offer help to parents of struggling learners is to sell resources that are especially geared for special learning needs. Your website has over 70 of these products, but could you describe one or two for our listeners just to give them a little idea about what you offer? I really think having good tools in your toolbox is a really essential thing if you're going to be working with a special learner. A couple of my favorite products would be all about reading and all about spelling. These are mastery-based programs that use hands-on learning to help children learn to read and spell. So that would be top choice. For math, I love Write Start Math because again, it uses a lot of games and manipulative things. And often our children with special needs and learning disabilities really need the hands-on component. They need to interact with something to learn. And so these are great tools. I thought I'd throw in one for older learners. Often we have older students who may not read well, they're not great for book work, and yet they love science. And so we have something called Exploration Education, which is a grade seven to nine program that teaches physical science through 144 hands-on experiments. And we've just seen that do tremendous things for older students who may not have some of the other book skills that they would need, but they're just so excited to learn. Thank you. And we'll put links to those products on the Learning House website 
in the show notes for you as well. The second way that you help homeschooling parents, Louise, of children with special educational needs is to offer them a consultation. Can you tell us about this? Well, one of my favorite things to do is to help people troubleshoot and to figure out why whatever it is they're using isn't working. And I actually do this not just for special needs, but for high school, choosing curriculum, tweaking a program. I've helped many large families sort out what they're doing because they just can't seem to get to get things done. So basically what a consult involves is just getting in touch with me and we have a conversation. And during this time, I ask a whole bunch of questions. And usually by doing that, we can kind of figure out where issues are and then work out a plan that will help things to move forward. Uh, This is something that there is not a charge for. We just do it because we want to help homeschoolers. And it's just a whole lot of fun. That's so great. And so in a way, you're kind of the go-to person for that. I, I know I've recommended people to talk to you over the years. Some new homeschoolers find themselves in a situation of having pulled their children out of school. What are some common mistakes new homeschoolers make? And what advice would you give them? Well, some common mistakes that new homeschoolers would make would be If they're pulling a student out of regular school or even private school, they're assuming that their children are at a certain grade level. And then they want to move into homeschool curriculum and they want to move in grade for grade. Placement tests are just so important, especially in the area of math. And so we just encourage people to use placement tests to place their children because a lot of homeschool programs are actually a little bit ahead of what's happening in the school system. Another difficult thing is when someone has to pull a child out in the middle of the year due to an emotional circumstance. Maybe it's bullying or something like this. And this is something that actually 10 years ago I barely ever had a conversation on and now in the fall, I will do many, many, many of these conversations. And so if this is what has led a family to homeschooling, I think often people feel like they'll remove their child from school and pick up and start school on Monday. So the last day is Friday, and then we start homeschool on Monday. And if a child has had some trauma, they probably just need some downtime maybe two weeks, maybe a month, whatever, but they do need some time to just process, relax, and get ready to learn again. And so we need to just give them that space. The other place where we're seeing a a huge challenge is something I just mentioned earlier. A lot of people are finding that they're starting homeschool when they really had no idea that they would. And this is hard on parents, and sometimes it's hard on children. So we just encourage people again to focus on those math and language arts and to keep it as simple as possible for that first year. Thank you. I agree with that advice. And how is this advice especially important if you're transitioning a child with special learning needs? Well, for children with special learning needs, I think this is doubly important. And particularly when it comes to placing a child There are a great many placement tests. We have many for most of our math programs on our website actually have placement tests to go with them. And I think it is really, really important that children be placed where they are academically at, not where their grade level is. And for struggling students, this may mean a significant time of going back and laying a foundation that that was never received in their school situation. And so what I like to encourage people to do is 
place their child with the placement test and then actually start back where they would know something and then work to move forward. We want them to start homeschool doing something that they will be successful at. Thank you. And the foundations are so important, especially in math. If you don't have the basics, it's hard to move on to the next levels. I used to have a tutoring business and most of the time I just spent working on the fundamentals with my students because if they didn't have those, they couldn't really get the things that they were supposed to be getting at their grade level. So I agree with that. That's very good advice. It can not only be challenging to parent and teach a child with special needs, but also there is the added burden of feeling unsure if your child will be able to make it in the world and all of the worries that that brings. Can you speak to that? Wow, that is a really big question. And, you know, the definition of special needs is pretty broad. So when we first had our oldest son tested, the psychologist gave me a really good piece of advice. And I would pass that on. This isn't my own. But she said, always teach till you can teach no more. And so for some students, there will be limits to what they can learn and accomplish. For other students, they're going to surprise us and move beyond what we ever thought that they could do. And so I think we just keep moving forward as long as we can. Only God knows the future for our children. And in the meantime, we can always rest assured that when we have had our special needs children at home, we have given them tremendous gifts. We've given them gifts of love and self-worth and time. And we have protected them from some of the other things that could have been really, really harmful to them. So I, th I think that we need to just move forward as we can and in some ways let the future look after itself. Thank you. I know that was a tough question. I just really wanted to acknowledge the hearts of the parents for their children and some of the worries that we can carry if especially for all we carry them for all of our children but especially if they have a special learning difficulty and it also helps to have um, a God perspective that he created them he has a plan for their life he carefully formed them and so what may be something that is limiting in the eyes of the world is not a limit to God because he has a good plan for their life. I just want to end by giving you the opportunity to leave our listeners with a few encouraging words, specifically in the area of home educating their children with special learning needs. Well, Rowan, I'd like to just sort of piggyback on your comments there. And, you know, the other thing is often parents feel inadequate to homeschool their special child. And I used to take great comfort in the fact that God doesn't make any mistakes and that he doesn't make any mistakes in who he has given as a parent to any child and, and any parent, the child that they've been given. And so we can take great confidence in that. I think, honestly, I would have to say that homeschooling a struggling learner can be one of the hardest things that you may ever do. It can also be one of the most rewarding. And there were so many times in our homeschool journey when it seemed like we felt we'd hit a wall. We just couldn't seem to go forward. We were stuck. And it was at those times that God would just sometimes do something that 
was totally unexpected. Uh, sometimes it was a divine appointment. I remember at one point having an amazing conversation when I was at a homeschool conference standing in a bathroom line. And yet it was a divine appointment. The line was long and the lady in front of me had a lot of time to share and she just blessed my heart. And I, I felt like that was the reason I'd actually had to be there. I think that sometimes the people that come alongside us are professionals. And I don't want to sound like I'm pushing this too hard, but there are some very qualified people out there that can help us and who have expertise and we should not be afraid to use it. As I said before, I think that, you know, we need to rely on the Lord. And I shared this scripture last session, but I'm going to share it again because we do need to call upon God. And Jeremiah 33, 3 says, Call unto me and answer me, and I will show you great and mighty things that thou knowest not. And God wants to show us his power and his grace through our children, but often we forget to call. So don't forget to do that. Thank you. I think sometimes homeschooling actually makes you have to rely on God more than if you <laughs> weren't. I know for me, I struggle with self-sufficiency. So I think um, that it's good to have something bigger than myself that I'm doing that makes me have to run to God and, and find my sufficiency in him. Thank you so much, Louise, for giving us your time and sharing your heart with us. You've been such a blessing to the homeschool community over the past 25 plus years. And congratulations again on the 25th anniversary of The Learning House. Check out the website at learninghouse.ca where you'll, you can find Louise's blog, book a consultation, or order helpful resources for educating your special needs child and others. I will put a link to the website in the show notes as well. Thanks again, Louise, and happy homeschooling, Canada. Thank you so much for listening. You can find helpful links and show notes for this episode at our website, canadahomeschools.com. Please share this podcast with your friends and leave a rating and positive review on your podcast provider. This will help others find their dose of inspiration and encouragement. Happy homeschooling, Canada. Hee <laughs> hee.